Well, if you've seen the classic and most distinguished movie, Dumb and Dumber, uh, then you'll be able to relate to this homily. There's a scene in the restaurant where these two guys, Harry and Lloyd, they're driving across the, the country and they get to this restaurant and they're stopping there. It's like a mom and pop shop and they stop there for lunch and they're eating. And uh, Lloyd says to Harry, pass the salt. And so Harry goes to pass the salt and he knocks it over on the table. And Lloyd goes, I, I can't believe you just did that. That's bad luck and we, we don't need bad luck now. Quick, throw some over your right shoulder. So he grabs the salt shaker and throws the whole salt shaker over his right shoulder. Hits one of the guys in the head, one of the local guys there, and uh, he yells out, who, who did this? And Lloyd says to Harry, that was too little too late, man. And so as he's walking over and he says, who, who did this? Lloyd is just pointing at Harry like this. Pass the salt. What does that mean? And what does it mean if salt loses its flavor? So we hear this, that Jesus uh, proclaimed this great message that you are salt of the earth. And so he's, he's explaining who you are and that you should never lose your flavor. Well, that can be a little difficult for us because the salt that we have on our tables usually is ionized salt, and that is pure salt, and it can never lose its flavor. But the salt in Jesus' time was often taken from the ground, like from the Dead Sea, and it would be taken with earth, and with, with that earth there would be some impurities in that. And so as they would use that, sometimes the impurities would, would, um, uh, sometimes the impurities would stay and the salt would be lost. And before you know it, all you had was the impurities or the dirt left and you would throw it in the ground uh, for people to walk upon. We hear in the first reading, too, that the Lord says, share your bread with the hungry, shelter the homeless, clothe the naked when you see them, and do not turn your back on any. So how, how do we do that, too, in this day and age? People have often asked me as a priest, Father, what do you do when somebody who is homeless on the street asks you for money? And I got to tell you, if you think it's a difficult decision for you, imagine wearing a collar and walking by somebody who has, uh, who's asking for money. What do we do with that? Well, I'm going to give you a few ideas from uh, the church, the saints. Um, St. Leo the Great wrote, Fear not to spend... Sigh not over the doubtless of the gain. So he's saying, go ahead, don't worry about spending, and the gain is up to that person. Pope Francis said that um, he argued that people should not hesitate to give money directly to the poor. <coughs> Help, he said, is always right. Almsgiving, donating money or goods to the poor is a foundation and non-negotiable thing in the church. However, giving alms and how we give them is negotiable. So each and every one of us can discern how we do help people on the side of the street or anyone that we come across. One time I was uh, coming off of, uh, I think, 150th on uh, Office 71 and driving off and beautiful sunny day, must have been feeling extra generous. I think I was wearing my collar and there was a, what appeared to be a homeless guy on the side of the street right at the end begging for money, and I thought, ah, oh, you know what, this is going to be, a, just, I'll give it to him this day. So I grabbed a wad of cash, gave it to him, smiled, and uh, got back to where I was, and that night there was a news story, and I won't, I don't forget it, because this guy had his backpack, like, hung on the street sign, it was, it was kind of memorable. So the news story starts, and it's this guy's backpack on the side of the uh, stand, and it pans back, and it says, this guy has been scamming people for about 15 years. <laughs> I thought, you never know, right? 
So Pope Francis says, throw a few coins. He, he says it's not enough, and sometimes it's not even the right thing to do to throw a few coins at the poor. What's important is the dignity to look them in the eye, to touch their hands, to say hello, to ask them, how are you? We should acknowledge their humanity because sometimes even the acknowledgement of humanity helps that person realize who they are. Now, Bishop Tobin is a, is kind of gives the opposite. He, urged, he urges Christians not to give money directly to the poor, insisting that such a practice enables some few dishonest professional panhandlers and sustains a very unhealthy, degrading way of life. Throwing some loose change at a panhandler while passing by is demeaning of his own human dignity. Our community has legitimate and structured means of helping the poor and the needy, and we should support those. Well, he's kind of right too, right? So we have different approaches of how we can help the poor. We can help them directly, hopefully always with some kind of personal encounter, or we can help them through some of the good institutions that are going on, that, that are going on. But the important thing is that we do help people when we see them. That when somebody calls out to us, when somebody reaches out to us, it should evoke some kind of response in us. Now, if you're somebody that works in the city, you probably walk by people like this all day long, every day. And our hearts can become numb to that. Our hearts can become numb to the fact that, that they are real people. C.S. Lewis, who is a, a famous Christian author, there's a kind of a legendary story about him. He was walking with his friend down the street, and they were going to an Inklings meeting. It would be a, a place where they would do like a book study, so they would all get together for this meeting. And they were walking down the street, and there was a beggar there, and uh, uh, C.S. Lewis gave everything he had in his wallet to the beggar, and his friend said to, that, to him, why did you just do that? Don't you know he's going to spend it on drink? And C.S. Lewis answered and said, Yes, but if I would have kept it, so would I. <laughs> so what happens if salt loses its taste? When you were made the salt of the earth, it happened at your baptism. When those waters were poured over you and the, the words of the priest or the deacon were spoken of you, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, you became holy. You became pure. You were washed anew in the baptismal waters. Well, we lose our purity by impurity. We lose our, our, our purity by sinning. So every, every time that we sin or any time that we sin or not who God calls us to be, we lose some of that saltiness that he calls us to hang on to. And it's a, a sad thing that he says. If salt loses its taste, with what can it be seasoned? I know when I was a newly ordained priest, I've been ordained 15 years, and people would always say to me, Father, don't lose your enthusiasm. Father, don't lose your enthusiasm. Father, don't lose it. And I would keep thinking, like, why are they saying this to me? And then 15 years later, it's like, ah, okay, now I know why they were saying that, right? Or for those of you that were married, you know, you think back on the, your wedding day and maybe somebody said to you, I hope you love each other this much for the rest of your life. And you wonder, like, of course we will, right? And then the years go on and you think, oh, it's gotten a little more difficult to love this person. Well, with all love, we are called to love, but there's, there's kind of 
three things that can help us in that. So whether it be the poor person on the side of the street, whether it be me and my priesthood, you and your marriage or single life or whatever that may be, three things that can kind of help us to do that. One is use prudence. One is use compassion. And the third is use your resources. So, so those three things, I want you to think about that. First is use prudence. We think about prudence, and it is one of the virtues that God calls us to use. Sometimes it is prudent to interact with somebody. Sometimes it's not prudent. You know, if you're a young girl and it's the middle of the night and you're walking alone, you probably don't want to interact with somebody who comes up and with you on the street. Sometimes it may be prudent to give money directly to that person or to give them food or to give them clothes or to give them anything, gifts or gift cards or certificates. Or maybe the prudent thing is to give money to the church, to give money to Catholic charities or Catholic relief services, to give in some way. So the first is we are supposed to use our prudence. So when somebody asks us for help, it is important to use our prudence. Father, how do you want me to help them? In which way do you want me to help them? The second is compassion. So we're not just supposed to give people things, like St. Pope Francis says, we're not supposed to just throw money, throw money at them and keep walking. We're not supposed to just give them things but compassion. So use compassion. Recognize that that human dignity is in that person. No matter what they've done, no matter what they squandered, they still have that human, human dignity. And the third is to use our resources. So you don't have to be the one that saves that person. And you don't have to be the sole person, but we can use our resources together. So there are homeless shelters that we can serve at. There are wonderful organizations that we can give our resources to. There are times for us to get involved in things like this. So it is important that we do use our resources, prudence, compassion, and resources. Everything good that's ever happened to me, says one man, came to me out of helping others. So I think that's how we keep our light shining, our salt, salty. Everything good that's ever happened to me came to me by helping others. So the next time somebody asks you to pass the salt, just pass the salt. <laughs>